Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me today as my co-host is my BFF since we were, she was in eighth grade, I was in ninth grade, and she's a doctor. Kimberly Ann Southwick. Hi, Kim. And we are, hi. <laughs> and we're also joined today by actor, author, and human. Brandon T. Snyder. Hi, Brandon. As well as, uh, I keep forgetting to say hi to people, as well as Twitter Goblin. <laughs> Discreet Latino or David <laughs> or Hi, David or David Vasquez. Hi, hi everyone. Uh, we're here to talk about episode three of Loki. Um, I mean, everyone's thoughts at the top. Brandon, how did you feel about this episode? Like in general, <clears throat> um, you know what? I was thinking about this earlier, and I like uh, episodes of shows that are like lots of conversations, mm-hmm. which is what I felt this was. Like I was sort of waiting for something like this. Um, I overall, like, uh, I like the vibe. Okay. Okay. Uh, David? I loved it. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously not a lot got progressed in the overall, like, story. Mm. But, uh, you know, there's a bit of character development, some banter. I loved it. I loved it. Tim? So at first I was like, no, give me the TVA. Yeah. Take me off this terrible planet. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, no, I love it. Yeah. I think that's, I felt it was a little boring at the start because I, I, the thing I hate, and I don't know if any of you will agree with me. There's like a weird trope in like sci-fi or superhero stuff where it's like, these characters clearly need to work together, but one of them is just refusing. And it that like <sighs> always bothers me where it's like, She's just trying to tell him even though they, like, need each other. I'm like, eh. Just, like, get to the part where you, like, have to work together because we know that's what we're going towards. And I hate, like, waiting to get there when it's obvious we have to get there for the plot to progress. Um, so that, like, bothered me a little bit. I, but I, by the end, I was like, oh, I'm in this. And it was, like, weird the way it ended because it didn't really conclude anything from the episode. Um, but my, uh, I got to, and I said this to Tim in text, but I felt like Sylvie felt like she was in an episode of Doctor Who and like Loki felt like he was in an episode of a Marvel show. Like her, her acting was so like wacky British that it felt a little too Doctor Who for me. Um, by the end, I was like, okay, this is what we're getting. I'm just gotta be, we're cool. It's fine. But I don't know. There was like some parts where she just felt like a little too whimsical Doctor Who for me. Um, did anyone else? I don't know. Did anyone else feel some kind of way about Sylvie? It's funny that you mentioned Doctor Who and and like compare that to like Marvel-y acting because this feels more like a Doctor Who scenario than like a Marvel scenario. Yeah, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. Where you have like two characters like lost in time and space and and have to work together and you know they got their banter and. Uh, and then and things keep going wrong, but there's not that meant, you know, there isn't like big lasers or, right. or whatever, a bad guy that they have to fight. That is true. That is very dark. That's like the plot of like most episodes of Dr. Who. So what I said to you via text was something along the lines of, well, I feel like we just don't know a lot about this character yet. Yeah. And she's really like keeping her cards close. Yeah. I'm really bad at expressions. I don't even know why I tried one. (laughs) Um, She's not, she's not showing us her cards like at all. Like we're not sure if she's how much of this person she's putting on and how much of it is her. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think maybe that like I, I saw a lot of people discussing. Yeah, I didn't like hate it by any means, um, but I saw a lot of people who like they didn't like it and they felt it didn't progress. And a lot of people saying, well, they did like it because we got a lot of character work. But I felt like I wanted character work on her because we've already had a lot of Loki character work. I would say he's like the only villain in the MCU that's is like a, you know, capital C character. Like we know who he is. We kind of like get his vibe. So I wanted like, I mean, granted, we like she talked with him. But like you said, Jim, she didn't reveal much. Right. Like, I think all we know is that like she kind of didn't know her mom. That's like the only background info we really got. Um, and I would have knew she was adopted. Right. You know, but, like, like that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and sh- for some reason, you know, they're, they're, they're hooking, they're not giving us everything, but they're hooking us in. She doesn't want to be called Loki. Right. Yes. Mm. Um, I mean, do we think she's somebody else? I don't know. I, I said this last episode, I think, and I think I still believe this. I just think she's going to be the MCU's enchantress. Um, and Tim Enchantress is like a Thor villain. Like she's someone who Loki would work with in the comics. Um, but also in the comics, there was a version of Loki that was a lady. So I think that. And I read, so I read also before I listened to um, your last episode and heard everyone else's theories. I read also somewhere that there is a character named Sylvie who like in the comics who Loki gave powers to. And she was the Enchantress in the, that like she became a different oh, version okay. of the Enchantress. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So like, I think she's just going to be the MCU's Enchantress, but I think she'll still be a variant, I guess, of Loki. Cause like in the long run, all right, that's fine. And then she can just be this other character, right? Like, yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I, I mean, and Brandon, I think you like, you'll agree. Like, right. The MCU sometimes does that. We're like, they'll take a character that we know, but like make their story kind of mm-hmm. different or like make their background yeah. kind of different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They do tend to like just tweak little details to make it, you know, to separate it for some, from something like deliberately um, or like for her too, like they could just leave the question hang of, is she a variant? I mean, she, if she inhabits like an enchantress role, they could still sort of leave it out there. Like, is she this, is she that? Cause she's, you know, it's part of her game anyway. That's why we call it the Marvel cinematic universe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. All right. So uh, the, the episode opens on, I was like confused what it opened on, but I kind of liked it. Um, it opens on Sylvie. I was like, oh shit. Cause like, wait. So I will say I woke up at 9 AM for work. I checked Twitter in bed and the Loki bisexual reveal was already spoiled. Like it was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way to stop that. I was like, it is 9 AM. Is that the time I to know. tweet a spoiler? Like Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, I woke up at seven a.m. and retweeted. You know, watched Loki immediately, and and like even before the episode was done, I retweeted the uh, director talking about uh, how she made sure to include that in the series. So it was David's fault. Was her. So it was <laughs> David's fault and Neil McNeil's fault because I saw Neil's tweets about it as well. Um, Everything is Neil McNeil's fault. <laughs> Called out. Uh, Neil, if you're listening, I adore you. He's not listening. Um, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, yeah, I just, that like annoyed me, but then it didn't matter. But so when I got to watch the episode, I was like, oh, this is the bisexual scene. Like she's on a date with a woman because I didn't realize it was a guard we had already seen. And then she's like, we're best friends. And I was like, what the fuck? They're downplaying it and calling them friends. They got kissed after this. And then it was, oh, and I'm, 
this is not the context for that. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I like that we get to see how her powers work. Like, kind of saw like a, she's in her mind, right? Like that's, that feels very like comic book superpower that the, the cinematic universe has veered away from at points. Mm. Um, like this feels like something Jean Grey or Professor X does, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting how, like in this new phase of the MCU, that the, the way that they've like opened up powers and are more, we can talk about powers and talk about, you know, like it's, it's kind of weird. Cause if you look at some of the f- movies, it like doesn't have that same sort of exploration. Um, so even when he does the, the fireworks, like, I don't know, that felt unique to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like early Loki wouldn't have done that. Yeah, he wouldn't have done an exhibition like for people like I can make. Let me talk about how, what I can do. Yeah, like he would just you know do something crazy, and like, but the in the movie the staff made him control uh, Hawkeye, right? It wasn't his power. Yes. Oh yeah, it was the mind stone. Okay. Yes, because I kept thinking about that, and then I was like, wait a minute, did he have that power? And then I was like, no, I think it was just the staff. Yeah. Um, but so okay, so the episode opens on that. We learn that that's how she. It like opens with a little bit of a flashback. We learn that's how she got whatever info. A thing I was wondering that Brandon or David, you might be able to answer. How would that woman have known? Wasn't it supposed to be that the guards didn't know anything? I don't remember hearing that. Because I was wondering how she would have. Guards don't know anything. Like they all just think they were created in the TVA and they've always been in the TV. Like how would she know where it is? You know? Hmm. That's... How would she know where the Time Lords are, you mean? Yeah. She she was asking where, like, the elevator was. Oh, I guess it's just the entrance, so, like, that's... And she was also asking about how many people were regarding the Time Lords. Mm, okay, that's fair. Um... And Mobius, maybe... Mobius, Mobius is the one that said that he didn't know. But right. that, I, that doesn't necessarily mean that the other guards don't know. That's true. Okay, I think that's what I was going back to, Tim, is that he definitely said, right, that he didn't know? Yeah, he. I mean, but he also said he didn't know. That doesn't mean he doesn't know. Like, why would he tell Loki he knows if he knows? True, true, yeah. I guess we kind of trust him, but whatevs. I mean, I go back and forth with who's playing who sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, like, I'm, like, inclined to trust Mobius, but also, like, I that could just be me being a dummy, right? Like, maybe he is full of shit. But, uh... Okay, so they do that whole thing. We, like, see that she's one of the Minutemen guards. Uh, She opens that portal to the TVA. She gets in the TVA. Loki follows her. She murders a ton of guards. (laughs) I love, though, how she she tries to use her powers and they don't work. Yes. I needed to mention that because that was good. Because I felt like they needed to show that because she hadn't been there before. We knew it didn't work, but she wouldn't know they don't work, right? Like, um. But I just kept thinking, like, man. Oh boy, can she roll with the punches, huh? She sure can. <laughs> she was like, oh, my powers don't work great. I'll incinerate all of these people. <laughs> I mean, and also, can we just give a shout out for having to do all those fight scenes with that cloak? <laughs> that's got to be a pain in the ass. I was like, honestly, like, I saw that cloak flying around, and I was like, that's got to be so weird to work with. <laughs> and she's, like, kicking everyone's ass, and this cloak is flying everywhere. Just from a logistical perspective. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I thought the, the fight scenes were really cool though. Like she definitely yeah, nails no, them. She re- 
I like that wand, whatever that death wand is. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see it again. <laughs> the death <laughs> wand. I'd like it to stick around. <laughs> um, yeah, she... So she takes out all those guards. Um, Loki... Kills them. Oh, go ahead. Kills them. Kills them, yes. <laughs> Not just takes them out, literally incinerates them. Um, yeah. Loki meets up with her and he's like, I have a few questions for you. And she's like, have you really got nothing better to do? And he says rude, which I really liked. Um, I like that she kind of is like, she truly doesn't care or need to meet him or talk to him. Like she's very like, I'm good. You do you. I'm good. I don't need you. I don't want you. I hate you. Um, and I love that when she, ho- already, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, they've already planted the idea in our head too, that like Loki needs to think that he's better than her. And like, she's clearly better than him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's very him, like his, I don't know what, what would you call that? It's like almost like me where it's like the need for validation. It's like, he always needs validation. Right. Faggotry. <laughs> can that be in your podcast? <laughs> yes, that can. As faggots, we're allowed to say faggot, David. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry that you <laughs> just cover my ears. <laughs> um, but so, I love when she holds the knife to Loki's throat and she says to Ravona, like, one more step and I'll kill him. And she's like, please do. Yeah. <laughs> I also yeah, I also didn't realize I thought the thing he had was that thing from the first episode that made the one guard like go all over the place. Like I thought that's what he had. I didn't realize he had the actual like time door thingy. Yeah. What do they it call was it? A brown Microsoft Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call it a tempad, right? Isn't that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. But it was right. a brown Microsoft Zoom. Wait, is that really what it was, David? <laughs> he, no, almost, almost. A brown Microsoft Zoom looks a lot like that, except it would have like a a round interfacing tool underneath the screen, and in, instead that had some sort of uh, uh, like half moon shaped thing. All right. But it looked very much like a brown Microsoft Zoom. Is a Zoom one of those? It was like an MP3 player, maybe. Am I? Yeah. Right? So it was their, it was yeah. their attempt at uh, challenging the iPod. It didn't take off, even no. though it had a pretty nice interface. I remembered what it was. Um, I remember. I'm looking at it in a catalog and being like, oh. <laughs> Dad, what's a catalog? (laughs) David, you are not that young. Fuck off. (laughs) Now that we've all aged ourselves. (laughs) Uh, This is the geriatric millennial episode of Slayer Fest 98. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, So then they end up on this planet. Uh, Brandon, what the hell was the name of the planet? I don't remember. Uh, Tarvis 7. Clementis. Clementis. (laughs) Seven? Lament. Chlamydia? Lamentis seven. Lamentis. Okay. It's so. also a name that I dance under. I thought it was Lamentis one. That is actually a nasal medi- medication. <laughs> Wait, now I'm like. No, uh. I take that for my allergies. <laughs> Hold on. Type, it's type one Lamentis. <laughs> God. Uh, I, Adult onset. Well, so. Anyway, so the reason I, the reason I asked is because it's nope, yep, Kim's right. It's Lamentus One. Um, mm-hmm. I just so I always go to Brett White's little like five things you might have missed on Decider.com, and they always tell me things. So the thing about Lamentus One is that in the comics, it's where the lesbian couple of Quasar and Moon Dragon go. And it's like the only time it's ever been introduced. And it's where they go. It's where, 
it's just where they go. They like to, they'll go there. It's where they go in annihilation. To be lesbians. <laughs> to do lesbian things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a planet where like a, a uh, the planet's about to fall out of outer space or something. And it's supposed to be on like the outskirts of the universe. Um, and yeah, so it's like Quasar is the only hero who's visited there. But the Philavel Quasar, lesbian Phyla Quasar. Vel, that's right. Um, yeah, that was my like weird... The MCU also does that, right, Brandon? Like, they'll pick the randomest shit from, like, one issue of a comic, and that mm-hmm. will be a thing that's, like, somehow a major setting. Yes. They, like, love yes. doing that. I think, yeah, I think, I don't know what kind of, like, logic or qualifications they use for certain... I know for a long time there was right stuff, because if if a planet was connected to the Fantastic Four um, or Silver Surfer and that world, like, they could not use it legally. Oh, like even a planet? Um, yeah, because when I worked on my uh, Infinity War books, like they, I had to run like everything by them for like planets and anything specifically that was like during the Sony, you know, the X Men and yeah. or, you know or Fox. Uh, sorry, um, yeah, anything related that you can do it. Uh, there was like like I actually put a couple things like a list together. There, there is a plant just to let you know there is like there are like so many random. Um, uh, alien beings and things when you go down the rabbit hole of MCU wikis. And there is a plant uh, people called the Felch, which I found interesting. Oh um, and it's right. It's like out in the, in the, the MCU wikis, you can look it up. Hmm. Um, and I got, I use that in my book as uh, somebody made a drink from them of juice, hmm. but that was okay. That was totally fine. But if a planet was connected to the Silver Surfer, they were like, no. That's so wild. But I guess now, like, they can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Right. Because yeah. they've already had Madripoor in, um, yeah. in <sighs> yes. the Winter Falcon. Um, and that, I mean, what, I mean, we, now they have all the rights to everything, right? There's nothing that's right. not in their jurisdiction. Yeah. <sighs> I just, like, want to see those big whiteboards where people are like, they, they, they just have. There's like a list of alien races <laughs> that they're like, do we need like a pig lady kind of thing? <laughs> do we need the, what's the horse one? Somebody, like, producers are just like raising their hands. <laughs> like, can I use that? And she all comes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, w- I, I would have wanted to be at one of the 70 minute uh, Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston uh, uh, Loki lectures. <laughs> I, I, the first episode of Loki that we did, uh, Brett White was saying how like Tom Hiddleston would go around like talking to everyone. And I was like, hmm, does that mean he was a nightmare coworker or was he a good, but he said that it was like all in fun and they all like would ask him questions because they didn't know. Um, cause I, am- yeah, he did like a 70 minute lecture at one point. Oh, like he actually did a full lecture. Yeah. That's wild. In character. No. <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. They're like, just let him go. <laughs> He'll tire himself. Let him do his thing. That would have been nightmare behavior. Uh, <laughs> These the poor extras are just like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> We're on the clock. <laughs> Brandon, it's like me and you just looking at each other like, uh, what are we supposed to fucking do with this? I yeah. <laughs> 
everyone's just like the crew just like hangs in there <laughs> ian like falls asleep and he presses a button so he goes everyone goes back in time and they have to rewatch it all so ian has to be awake <laughs> uh, on a brown zoom i would walk in late um so he does the time zone thing. they end up on this planet um they fight some more she's like like you said jim she is better than him at most because she's also a better fighter i would say right Mm-hmm. Like she kind of kicks his ass, uh, but then he gets the tempad and hides it, um, and has a low battery, a, which is like right. the entire plot of the rest of the episode. Right? Yes, that oh, is. It's very shoddily made. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking, David, when I was like, "Oh, good, David's coming out." David, that technology looks old, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like supposed yeah, about to like two thousand eight. I think that's when they came out. <laughs> I just I just thought even the screen looked like a Game Boy screen, like an old Game Boy. Right. I, I mean, they're 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 playing they're definitely playing around with the uh, with the way that technology is presented for um oh crap, I already forgot the name of the organization. TVA. TVA. Yeah. I was like Loki um, the show. <laughs> Cuz they're, they're 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 like trying to they're they're trying to make it both like that look like they have access to ridiculous technology while also making it look like it takes place in like the 60s or 70s that's true um kind of like uh like archer like played around with that or um uh it also reminds me of how um lesion felt like the the visuals on lesion or sex education Uh, or 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 what or cora Cora, yeah, because it was like steampunky, but then they also had things that that you know we can't do technologically, like lasers. Mm-hmm. And like the the bending, obviously, which isn't technology, but I feel like magic makes things seem advanced. All right. Did anyone watch Devs? No, I've heard of it, but I never okay. watched it. Um, there is like a similar sort of like. Uh, not really thick, but thing, but like, like it's the sort of like the first two episodes of Loki are very much like centered around this TVA organization. And devs did a thing where like the specific space was utilized a lot. So like, I like this episode because they got out of like, I don't know. I felt like that TVA space was used in a way that, mm, I don't know. It was meant to define like a production. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And this did like, I, this it's like weird to say that the bottle episode was an episode that took place on a planet, but it felt like this was like a bottle episode just taking place on a whole planet. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But so they fight, they fight some more Then they're <laughs> like, kind of like, eh, we kind of need to work together, even though she still wants to kill him. And uh, I forget what she says. He says something like, it's hard to work with you when you're trying to kill me every 20 seconds, which is true. Um, and this is like in my notes, I say like, okay, she's starting to annoy me now. Like she just felt like too much. Like I, it felt like she was always ahead of him. So she should have known like, all right, we do have to work together is how I felt like within her character. Um, I don't know. But then they have, they have that like talk about like what makes a Loki a Loki. Uh, she says specifically like, I'm Sylvie now. Don't call me Loki. They walk, they walk through the village. They kind of like take turns saving each other from the meteors crashing. Um, then they find like that old trailer. They're looking for a power source to charge the thing. They find that trailer, which I thought the woman in there was going to be like someone. Mephisto. (laughs) Not Mephisto. No, like someone (laughs) though, like 
I was like, oh, this lady's gonna be like a character, but then she was just like, I really, I thought the same thing, right? and then I felt stupid for feeling it, but I'm now I don't <laughs> because you no, felt don't. Don't feel stupid because I feel like they, I feel like I don't trust anybody on these shows. Like where I'm like, anybody could be anybody. This could go in any direction. Yeah. I'm just, you have to plan for anything. <laughs> I wasn't getting that from the trailer. I wasn't expecting a big reveal. I, I feel like I got exactly the, the kind of vibe that I was uh, expecting. Oh. David's one step ahead of us, y'all. Pfft, he wishes. I, I never am. <laughs> no, I usually buy into all the stupid conspiracy theories that like go up on YouTube an hour after the episode airs at 3 a.m. or whatever. <laughs> and I was fully expecting like Reed Richards and Mephisto and all that at the end of uh, WandaVision. Okay, but, but I will say I got annoyed. Like when they were like, ooh, why do people think Reed Richards? It's like they said like 85 times an engineer I know. I know someone. They're an engineer. I know this engineer. Like why wouldn't you say the person's name? Um, and then they just never revealed who it was. So like that, I feel like is bullshit every time they're like, no, there was never a reveal there. So then you just say like my friend Bob, right? Like that's how you say that if you're telling someone. <laughs> no, yes, all right. <laughs> that like deep breath at the end. I, that, that, that like angry, <laughs> like an- just, angry like pop of cigarette smoke. I don't ever like when they're like, "Ooh, they were trolling." Like, no, that you, trolling is not storytelling. Like, that makes me mad. Like, you, you're telling yeah. the story or te- you're not. Um, but okay, so they get blasted by this lady. I love that they both fail. Like, she tries to go in with force, she gets blasted, and he tries to trick her, and she gets he gets blasted. Um, and of course, I'm always gonna like think it's cool if an old lady has like a you know whatever the fuck weapon that was like a whatever blaster um i was like oh good for her she's got it she's got her weapon she's safe (laughs) um we we learned that there is a train to a arc to get off the planet um she tells him like oh you're never gonna get a ticket so then they go there they try to like figure out a plan um and i like that loki just immediately changes his outfit and he's like i got this and then uses his top voice when he's meeting the other guard. <laughs> like suddenly he's like, "Oh, hello, yes, I'm a guard." His top voice. There's the episode title. <laughs> uh, right, that's like what he was doing. Yeah. Hey, hey I've been in that place. <laughs> right. I just need to call and find out what time a place is open, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Ah, oh, hi." Uh, what time are you open tomorrow? <laughs> I feel like my voice gets gayer. But you know. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I've just given up. Jersey. <laughs> the only time that I, yeah, the phone, the phone voice is like, a, it's like a, a, I don't even hear it. Mm. So my, like, I, my partner and I do it. We both do it. So we just yell at each other and be like, "Did you just hear yourself when you just tried to call <laughs> to get basic information from a business? You became a man. You became a man. <laughs> Capital M." So. So Jeff does this thing where he, Jeff, my husband, he does this thing where he like matches accents and I live in the South. So like suddenly my husband has this like thick Alabama accent when he's talking to someone else with a thick Alabama accent. And I'm like, what? Oh, that's so funny. That is my worst nightmare for myself. Like if I don't, like I don't hear it, like (laughs) I, that I will be like full on doing, cause I'll just do an accent forever until somebody's like you can just stop yeah jeff says he doesn't even realize he's doing it and i'm like that's crazy that's happened to me before <laughs> with a midwestern accent 
Suddenly, really? suddenly David has my accent. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, someone jokingly tweeted, Water. Listen. Oh, no. Hey, you leave water alone. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, David. <laughs> yeah. You guys you guys go down ashore? God, yes. That's, Brandon, that's really. I'm going to go down ashore in July. Listen, <laughs> I went to college in the South. If I step foot in South Carolina, immediately I'm just like, yeah, like I just go into, and I don't even like try to do like the nice versions. I'm like swamp rat. <laughs> I go, I, like that's nothing like dignified. I'm like, you gonna go down there? I'm gonna tell you right now. Is that what you want? Like it's not Water even. Biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you sit, if you put me in South Jersey, cool. just for like a day, I'll be able to do it. I mean, Mayor of Easttown, I, I was waiting for them to really go family. in. Well, it's funny. My manager just watched Mayor of Easttown and she was talking to me about it. And I was like, you know, some people were saying that the accents were cartoony. And she was like, no, that's that's what the people sound like around here. I was like, I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, we're like, Tim and I grew up right outside of Philly. So like those accents, there's like, yeah, it's like, um, like kind of like a little bit of that accent is still like our right. Tim, like a lot of people have that South Philly I did not see the show, but I, I have read about it. And yes, I will say, but, having not seen it. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like that South Philly accent's yeah. a lot in our area where we grew up. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Loki. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this show a little bit more. So they go, yeah, so he uses his top voice. They get on there, but she has to enchant the dude to like actually, his plan wasn't really much of a plan other than put on an outfit. Um, they get on there. This is when for me, I was like, okay, I'm, I liked this. I liked them like, just like not trying to kill each other for a little bit and just like sitting. I like when the waitress comes by with the drink and, uh, Sylvie's like none for me. And he's like, I'll take both because that's me at brunch. <laughs> um, and like, then we get the, we do get the, uh, bisexual reveal, which was very nice. Um, how did we all, I want to know, I will say how I felt about it. Um, I liked the way it was done casually without being like a coming out, like C, capital C, capital O. Um, but I, I thought that it was like, I get very mad at winks when it's like, Ooh, that's a wink about coming out. But this felt like, no, he's, he said both princesses and princess princes and princesses. So like there wasn't, it wasn't like just a like winky nod to queer people. It was like, no, yes, I have loved both. Um, so I really liked it. Um, what did you guys feel like about it? Brandon? Yeah. I, well, it felt like the, the first time that I tried to communicate while drunk that I liked men. <laughs> it was like, but a lot less clumsy. <laughs> um, no, but it was like, I felt like it was tasteful. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love more sort of, I don't know, you know, who was like, who was the character from what uh, uh, um, Endgame, where it was like Marvel's first gay, oh, right. openly gay character? The guy from the group <laughs> who was one of the and directors. Like, yeah, and it's like this is all dumb. Um, and so when this uh, seeing memes about this, you know, when it, whatever this morning, <laughs> I was like, I'm or yesterday morning, I was like really curious uh, about it because I was like, is this gonna be? Right. And I just felt like, okay, this makes sense with for the characters. It makes sense for the moment, um, and it is it's st it's still a declaration, um, and you know there is sort of a a flag planted. But I I 
yeah, I'm glad that it was something that was respectable. Yeah. Uh, David? I um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely thrilled uh, that a named character that has their own series um, and has been in so much of the MCU has been undeniably confirmed to be queer. Uh, pretty un- unambiguously, undeniably confirmed to be queer. Give me your rebuttal, uh, though. I feel like there's a rebuttal coming. There's, there's definitely com- something coming up. Um, however... It's not fully committal. It's still something that the way that it's presented and the amount of time spent on it and the fact that it's purely verbal and not over the course of many words, it can be completely um, easily and completely um, done away with in localization, both with dubbing and subtitling um, mm. in like the UAE and China and whatever else. So they're they're still not taking very many risks in in standing behind um, the queerness of their allegedly queer characters uh, when it's when it would be you know inconvenient or or risky. I mean that I kind of said that to you, right, Cam? Where I felt like conservative folks could easily just ignore that and like be like, eh, no, that's not what he's talking about, but like. Anyone else would be like, yes, that's what he's talking about. Um, but Jim, how did you feel about that scene? I liked it a lot. I like that he's that he's bi or pan or whatever. I think it makes it makes total sense for the character. Yeah. Like Brandon said. And did you know that the one of the etymologies of the word Loki, which is very contested, is that it comes from the old Norse word logai, which means flame. Huh. <gasps> hmm. Hey girl. L O K I. <laughs> Look at you flexing that that PhD, Kim. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Don't use it as a source. I was gonna say you On would your yell at your students for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, you're I, you're definitely right, David. But I felt like rather than like like the Endgame bullshit, we're like, oh, it's gonna you're your first gay character, and it's an unnamed man in a like grief group. Right. Like that's. Even though that person was like talking about a boyfriend, it's like, no, but like that's an unnamed character doesn't count. Like that's just bullshit. Um, while I actually would say that would that scene would have landed and it landed with me the first time I saw it because I hadn't they hadn't been jerking themselves off about it. And if they just hadn't jerked themselves off about it, it would have been like, oh, that's nice. Like not that it would have been groundbreaking, but I would have felt like, oh, yeah, I'm glad they did that. But like the fact that they kept saying it and then that's what we got was like, Pfft. um. And like the surprise, like besides the tweet you saw in the morning, like there was no like somebody's going to be gay. Yeah, I or, I was surprised yeah. about that. There was no. Okay. That's awesome. Because, right, that seems like something they would have been like, ooh, we're going to do yeah. it. We're going to do Especially it. Especially with like Pride Month. It'd yeah. be like That's like a PR dream. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely surprised they didn't. But I wonder if it's because. Like you said, David, they can edit it out in other places and like other countries. They wouldn't even have yeah. to edit anything. They just change that dialogue a little bit, you That's know, while subtitling or or dubbing, uh, and you know, it doesn't, you know, do you know? They don't even have to cut any video out. That's true. Yeah. Well, and that. So I guess the reason I liked it so much is because people get really excited about Valkyrie, and while Tessa Thompson's great, I look forward to her being queer on screen i don't like to give them credit for her as a queer character only because like 
there's no- she played the character as queer. You know what I mean? Like for me, that doesn't quite cut it. It's like someone's got to say it. Right. If we're in a superhero blockbuster movie, like I, I'm not going to be like, oh well, they played the character queer, so that like I'm not giving. I would give Tessa Thompson that credit, but not Marvel. That you know what I mean? Like right, right, right. For me, right. that's like. <laughs> Your character's queer? Okay. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like all right. We need to see her at a bar with her arm around a burly woman. Yes. <laughs> they need to kiss, and she needs to make a statement. <laughs> Tweet something. I want Loki to go to a space gay bar. That's oh my God. what I want. Space oh my God. Brandon, and you could buy you could then you could be in that scene. I would love I would I would like to like if I would like I'd like to be an extra in that scene. Right? I was just, like, I want to go to a in space the back in the background wa- wagging my finger at the action, <laughs> at the fight. Space gay Whatever. bar. Before I die, I better like drag out uh, drag Ian out of like the Mars version of uh the Stonewall Inn. It's going to be owned by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and Jim, you can fall asleep at the Jeff Bezos owned Mars gay bar. <laughs> oh my God, Kim, did you fall asleep at a bar? Hell yes. <laughs> I was like, no, Ooh, she's yeah, with me. She's because, my friend. Yeah. No, she's with me. I'm tired. <laughs> Listen, nothing wrong with it, Jim. I I tend to, as David knows, I tend to go hard when I go out. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was for my birthday party at the bar I worked at, and I had to tell my manager that she was my best friend. I was like, "Oh no, no, no she's my best friend." And he was like, "All right, she can't fall asleep though." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we get that scene. They kind of like wait. Did we okay. did we already do with Loki singing? That's what I was gonna get to. So they're like, oh, okay, "All right, we'll each rest our own ways," and she kind of takes a nap, which I. I was worried this is where she was going to try to betray him again, but I was glad she didn't. And she wakes up to Brandon. What does she wake up to? Loki singing. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I, um, uh, what language is he speaking? As is that Asgardian? So that's what the internet said. And it's like, okay. just, yeah, it's just like, that's what the oh, and I'm so sure these people in this bar <laughs> know how, how to play Asgardian songs right. I'm so sure. <laughs> but in 2077, it's like Klingon on Lamentus. Oh, all super nerd. <laughs> I I love I still am back at the name. Okay, uh, go on. I I really like this scene. I really liked. I'm always like into like any kind of show where like it's not a show where you would see it happening often, but I, we get to see the characters drunk and or high. Like I love a like little yeah. moment of brevity. Um, and I liked the, the throwback to Thor where he like smashes the glass and says another. Right. Um, I thought that was mm-hmm. like very cute. Um. And I don't know. I'm just like very. What? Go ahead. Have you noticed that um, that Loki has been like using recycling some of his lines from previous movies, like enough that it's like noticeable? I haven't actually. I should have written it down. They they keep Uh, doing that throughout the entire MCU. Yeah, he's already used the glorious purpose like two or three times in this show. Um, and then there was one other line that was like something that he said at some point, and it was in a way that I glorious was like, purpose. Other, no, yeah, he uses glorious purpose, but there was another line, and now I should have written it down. But um, but it was it was like maybe in one of the Avengers movies. Mm. So uh, was it one? So this is a Loki that's like off the timeline. So I'd be curious whether the repeats are things that he said before or after he said them before oh. he got off the timeline. Oh, that's interesting. 
That's a good point, Cam. I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. Anyway, Esme loved this song. I needed to point out that my my daughter danced along the first time I watched it, and then I just threw it on this afternoon. And after it ended, the singing ended, she was like, more, more. And she does it with a sign. Another. (laughs) (laughs) It was very cute. Throws down her juice, says another. (laughs) There's no Spotify version of this S. Guardian drinking song, though. I I tried to find it for her, and it just doesn't exist yet. Um, I do, I, another, well, before, so before we got to the song actually a thing i do like is how much they have retroactively made thor dark world important because it always bothered me how like the mom dies and we kind of just keep going there's no like we get like one sad face from thor and one sad face from loki and then they just are like fine i like that every other time it has come up like an end game or in this we treat it like an actual like oh a parent that died so of course he's sad about it um and i do i, I like that we've like they've didn't handle it with care, but now they've retroactively handled it with care um, because that would be a big moment in Loki and Thor's lives, right? Like that just would be. So it's, it was stupid that they just kept going. And then I, but I do like that we, every time it comes up and it's come up a few times that we do like have the emotion, you know what I mean? Like even in episode one, he saw it happen. And then he talks about it in this episode and he's still like emotional both times. Um, I like that. I like that. The trash says, I mean, They didn't like uh, give it a lot of camera time, but in in the dark world, they they made a point to show that Loki was using one of his illusion spells to make it look like he was totally okay. But inside of his cell, he was like completely trashing it and like using his magical telekinesis to throw things against the wall. And he was like crying. He was like freaking out over the death of his mother. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I haven't revisited that movie in a while. Um, and what was it? Oh, wait. So David, what, and what is, uh, they talk about love before, like he officially comes out. They talked about love and what is, uh, Sylvie say about love? Love is hate. I love, (laughs) I love that Loki like showboats and makes a magic quill appear and is like, Oh, let me write that down. That's such a great line. Ian, our bows. My mom won't care. She'll just be happy we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, sure, fine. Keep going. Just say yes. Yeah, just get to the <laughs> Marie, we'll say yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the magic quill. But uh, okay, so yeah, so she wakes up, he's singing, he wants another, but then the, the guards come in, they kind of realize, like, they asked for the tickets. We get a fight scene. I love that Loki tries to save Sylvie with his dagger and completely misses. Um, love is a dagger. That's what he de- determines after she w- wakes up, too. And he's got this whole right. thing that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of perfect that he throws it and misses for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah. He throws one of the guards out the window. Then he gets thrown out the window and she jumps after him only because he has the temp pad. Um, and at this point, I was kind of like, where are they going? Like what, what's the, what's the end game of this episode? Like I couldn't figure out like what we were, cause was, eh, but I felt like I kept being reminded of like, we got to get somewhere. We're kind of like wading through the water here. Like I just, I don't know. Like at this point I was like, all right. Um, but I like that they come up with a plan of like, well, maybe we just hide. Like he, I think Loki does. He's like, why don't we just hijack their arc and make it get off this planet? Because Whoa. she informs him that it won't. Yeah, but that's because they break the tempad. Right, 
Right. Yeah. So their whole the whole goal of the episode is that they need to charge this thing and they have to charge it with whatever is going to charge the arc because mm-hmm. they need a lot of power, which I feel like at first I didn't realize. I was like, you can just like like get your iPhone charger and just like plug it in yes. at that lady's thing where the blaster is. But then they actually like she says something like, oh, like we're going to need the charger for the arc at some point. And I was like, oh, OK. So. Then the temp head breaks, and now it's like the entire journey that they were just on was for naught. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then they decide, yeah, that they're going to save Lamentus. And it's not going to be an apocalypse because they're there. Right. Which so, is so cocky. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like that Sylvie's just like, okay, and then they just go, Um she also she does like a she has that scream moment where she just screams and her powers kind of blow out of her. Um, I oh, thought yeah. that like looked kind of cool. I I like that. I thought that was a nice moment of like, just like yeah yeah. Um, so then we get to like their walk. They walk to wherever the like city is where the ark is. Um, <laughs> they. I, I love that Loki says that he doesn't think he's ever walked this much in his life. Yes. It just really amuses me. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> I was going to say, I love that because it's like such a weird complaint. And then she, what is she, she says something like, what a privileged life or something like that. <laughs> um, and then she tries to like trick her to tell him how her magic works. And she like deflects and uh, they talk about the something else. And then she does actually tell him. And yeah. then we get that reveal. Yes, we get about the TPA. Yes, we get the reveal of Kim. T- what is what is the reveal? So the reveal is that the TVA people are actually not like born and created by the Time Lords, but they're variants. Yes, and they don't know this, which Loki tells her because I guess, and I mean, a whole lot of bricks kind of fall into place at that moment because she probably up until this point assumed that Loki was a variant that was working with the TVA, like like the other ones. But right. now all of a sudden, you know, he's like aware of his past where these other people are not. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, this is exciting news. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That was a big deal. What she just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. They both like contemptuously call each other variant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of my sister's kids, how they all like have, they're, they're all gingers and they all call each other like ginger related slurs. <laughs> 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 like weird orange person or just ginger. <laughs> Oh, that's just like me and you, David. <laughs> but so, yeah, I thought so once they get there, I I thought that whole end sequence of them running through that town was like really fucking good. Like it, I thought it was like top tier, mm. like it felt like it could be in a Marvel movie. Everything looked cool. The like tension was there. You were like, oh, I just want them to get to the fucking thing. Um, the, I have to say that the color palette on this episode was like pretty strong like with all the stuff that was when they were running through like the that just like the whole like insides and the sort of the neon stuff there was like there was like a moment where i was it kind of reminded me of like total recall oh yeah i can see that the original total recall yeah it was so much chaos though ian like i don't know but this is just me like i don't love the fight scenes like you do i was like what's happening (laughs) jim (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I just, I thought it was like super cool. I felt like everything else up to this felt very Doctor Who, but then Doctor Who would not have the budget. Although maybe now it would have the budget for this. 
Um, so the part I did like was when Loki was like, they're just going to let all these people die. Because, you know, he's a villain. Right. But it, it harkens back to him, like, realizing that uh, his uh, planet or world, I guess, universe, whatever, Asgard, like, is no longer. Yeah. So he's still got, like, PTSD from finding about that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and, like, because we saw his development, even though this is the not the one that didn't have that development, we, like, know that eventually he isn't as evil as he, like projected you know yeah um but i don't know i thought all this was like super cool i love one of them says this is gonna suck i thought it was like very intense and then they like make it to the fucking arc and then it blows up oopsie <laughs> I, and, then the show, and then it ends it yes ends. i i was annoyed but also like it was a good end but i was annoyed because i was like no i want more um and I feel like these last, the first episode didn't really like leave us with like, oh shit, I need more. But I felt like these last two left us with like, ah, I want like just a little bit more. Like, ugh. Um, they got you, Ian. They got you right where they want you. They, and they then get you, you do your, your thing where you like fast forward through the uh, 40 minutes of credits to see if there's an after credit scene. <laughs> and there isn't one. <laughs> just me, just me. Okay, never no, no. I find myself doing that too where. Yeah, I feel like I such a, I'm such a pawn in in their game. <laughs> because I don't trust, I don't trust any actor. Like, it could happen again. It could happen <laughs> yeah, again. No, exactly. I'm like, I don't trust any. I don't read. I can't. I like stopped reading all of the rumors because I'm like, I don't trust it. I'm like, I don't trust anybody. I know. No one. When when there was that rumor. for a very tense watch. When there was that rumor going around that Chris Evans was coming back to the MCU and then he tweeted news to me. I was like, I don't believe anyone. Now like if anything, him tweeting that he didn't know about it, I was like, oh he knew about it. He's coming back. Like that's like <laughs> because they're all always full of shit because of their NDAs. So they all like Tati, I remember I don't know if you guys remember Tatiana Maslani when it, the news broke before it was announced, yeah. she denied being She-Hulk. She was she like denied. She, I, what didn't she say like she she hadn't heard anything in an interview and then like literally the next week it was announced she was She-Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, where you're just like, bitch, you, I, how dare you lie to us like that? Do you understand what you're doing to people? How dare you not break your, break your Disney contract where they have your life? But listen, those NDAs are no joke. And I've, have you ever seen that clip of Don Cheadle trying to shush, uh, what's his name? Um, Mark. Uh, Mark Ruffalo? Mark ruffalo like no. they were doing like a junket and mark said something about yo in the next one everyone dies or something <laughs> and john Cheadle's like dude and he goes oh my god and like at that time it would have just been a joke you wouldn't have tried to be like oh everyone dies like <laughs> but the way that they reacted and then you see the like the color wash out of mark ruffalo's face because like Don Cheadle's basically like, you, like that was a fuck up like <laughs> you said something big and i'm like yeah because those people do not want to have a like be punished right financially. I mean, there's gotta be some sort of outside of just like legal action. Like well, they don't get paid something. I don't know. Are you kidding? I remember when we had James Marsders who played Spike on Buffy on the podcast, he was in the runaways. Like that was a very low stakes Marvel show that he said that yeah. they would collect their phones. Oh, like they weren't no, allowed to have no. their phones on them on set. Like they had a spot where they had to leave them. Okay. Right? And it's like, that that makes sense. I guess. I mean, but like, what are they going to spoil for that show? You know? Ian. What? (laughs) Don't undervalue the runaways. (laughs) 
anyway, so uh, I guess, yeah, I guess we're at the end. Um, Kim, what was your can favorite? Can I point out? Oh, can I point something out, though? This is my first, um, as I'm listening to y'all talk about anything, I just realized this is my first MCU thing that I've seen in real time. It is, like, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I mean, I didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I could have, and I know you're a completionist, <laughs> so I apologize for that. <laughs> but, but I understand why you wouldn't need to watch that, Kim. I can give you the cliff notes. Thank you. So yeah, I just I just realized that like I haven't had to live through these things before because you know like with these these crazy endings and waiting like I could just watch the next one. Not that I did, but uh, right away it took me forever to finish the MCU. But anyway, I just just wanted to point that out. That's right. What was an exciting it? journey for you? What was it over it the is? last year that you watched all of them, Jim? Yeah, over quarantine. And then, like you know, through through like uh, a month or so ago, <laughs> when you know the Wandavision, I was so excited. I feel like Wandavision. Wandavision was like that gateway thing where, mm-hmm. like, I like I grew up in like not having any friends who cared about superheroes or comic books or any of that shit, and I didn't really have a friend that cared about that shit until I was in my like till I was like thirty. Yeah, and now to have everything be so mainstream, where people that I know are like. Hey, are you watching WandaVision? I'm like, you don't even know what it took to get you to say those words. <laughs> like, do you, know, do you understand? Like, friends of mine are like, I'm really liking this WandaVision. I'm like, fuck you. How dare you? Um, no, but it's like, that. it's like such a thing that like, to to like not the dinner have table that conversation in Tales of the City. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Brandon do the first brick at Comic Con. <laughs> oh my god, I want to use that. Feel free. <laughs> can you please? Can we redo my intro as the guy? Got to start the episode over so you can redo his intro. I had to walk uphill both ways to the comic book store. <laughs> But listen, Brandon, I do feel you because, I mean, my first job in high school was at a comic book shop and like that, I, I, which I later gave to Kim, my, my boss. I was like, oh, me, my best friend. She'll be great here. Um, and, oh, and uh, yeah. Kim, do you want to say the, the thing you want to tell everyone? I feel like I've said it before, but Ian told me to wear a low cut shirt and I did and they gave me the job. Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah, because I they were all like <laughs> stupid straight dudes and I knew that would work. And like they gave her that job right on the spot. Um, Ian is what they call in the business a good Judy, <laughs> or a problem. I think <laughs> <laughs> it was probably not the most early feminist move that I've made, but I got. The but job. you know, that's how Ian got the job. So <laughs> yeah. you just have to kind of listen. Well, it's like they were like right, Kim. They were like progressive for then, but like not really. Like I remember there was like a gay couple that worked for Diamond, and they would refer to them as like the fags, but they were friends with them. <laughs> 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 I feel like Sal and Marie definitely probably thought they could say something like that. Yeah, but yeah. Like, it was like the early 2000s. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Comic book store employees can say that. <laughs> it would depends. Have. I would say there's a sliding scale. <laughs> well, like I, working that job, like I didn't have like, I mean, Jim, you didn't read comics. So you started like working there, right? I read Vertigo. Yeah. Ooh, of course oh, you did. we got a we got a death uh, <laughs> lover over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I didn't have any like Kim didn't watch Buffy till like what Jim? We were like in our late twenties, early thirties, so maybe. In Philly, yeah. So late and like, 20. I didn't really even have like even Buffy. Like, I didn't have friends. Like, my mom was the only person. My mom, and my cousin Louisa, the only people I knew that actually watched Buffy. Um, and like, 
I didn't know anyone that read comics. So like, yeah, I didn't have any friends until like later on. And like, I always say. You had friends. You just, you mean you didn't have. You just didn't talk to them about super friends. Friends to talk nerd stuff with. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like, I always say like. You have a community. I know. Now look at me with this podcast. Capital F word and capital G. I found the community. (laughs) I found that community on the internet. And then a lot of other things also on the internet that were less positive. That's how we found each other, David. True. And now for a quick break. Folks, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies. So much so, they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top-quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies by Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with the code SUPERSLAYERFEST, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, y'all. And now that we're at the end, Kim, what was your favorite scene? Oh, man. I think I like when they're on the train thing and Loki's singing the song. All right. That's fair. Uh, David? Um, I loved Love is a Dagger. I don't know why. I thought it was just so dumb that I loved it. <laughs> All right. Uh, he Br- just kept going. He kept going. going. <laughs> Brandon? I liked the chat in the booth where Loki, where Loki came out, where he showed us who he was. Um, I like that. I like that. I like that you're being um, shitty about it, but you're like, no, I did like it. <laughs> no, I did like it. No, I did like it because uh, I like that it, it like breathed. I mean, I feel like I say this about everything, but like, I really like it when especially because in Marvel stuff, everything moves so, so fast and nobody has time. But like, I liked it. it was just two people sitting in a booth and talking and it was like, the pace was nice and it felt very comfortable um, and didn't feel like either a, we have to get all this information out um, or B we're just trying to wait for the next set piece. That's fair. Um, I think for me, yeah, I, I was a little annoyed by the pacing, but once they were in that booth talking, I was like, okay, I like this. I like this shit. Like I, rather than them being like, he's like, we got to work together. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. I like it better as like, all right, we got to work together. Might as well talk about our trauma and have some drinks. Um, Like that shit is shit I'm interested in. Um, But also I loved the end. I thought the whole end was like very intense. And at that point they had earned me caring about both of them, including Sylvie. Uh, And so like, I wanted them to get off that planet. And when it ends with them being like, well, shit, I was like, fuck, no, I wanted them to get on that thing and leave. Um, so yeah, I like that. And I, I mean, I also just loved him being an asshole and taking out the magic quill to write down her quote. Um, what grade do you give the episode, David? I would give it an A. Oh, all right. Solid A. Brandon. 
You know, I will also give it an A. <gasps> Jim? Oh, I'm going to be the professor here. I'm going to give it an A minus. Ooh. What brings yeah, it? What gives so, it the minus? I mean, I just, at first, it just took me a little too long to care about Lamentus. But that's as soon as I did start to care, I guess is when they finally are like, when they when the lady blasts them. Okay. I think it's probably when I was like, okay. And then they're right on the train after that. And then I love the ending and how it leaves us hanging because I like how it like veers away from, you know, typically in an episode, you're going to get some sort of closure. And like, we don't get closure. Like they're going to die on that planet for all we know. And like, there, <laughs> there goes the series. Yeah. They will end the series right there. <laughs> the next episode. I wish they would do shit like that. I wish they would like make a big, bold thing and just end it and just like leave everyone like without answers. So my friend stopped watch, did not watch the last season of the show Lost. And you were gonna bring up Lost. Yeah. So in in season five, like that's what happens. Like the like whatever something just like blows up and everybody dies. And he's like, they can't end it better than this. Like that that's just the end of me. And like never, <laughs> never watch season six. Uh, that is amazing. Yeah. Now that that is a choose your own adventure. The 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 nerd hill I will always die on is the Lost finale was good. Everyone watched it, Ron. Um, but anyway. Uh, I actually give it a B because of the same reason you brought it down to a minus, Tim, because it took too long for me to care about their dynamic. Um, and that, that like, I loved the, like, second half of the episode, but the first half felt very tedious to me. Loki um, being dry doesn't even bring it up to, like, a B plus. <laughs> uh, you know what? Sure. Yes. If Loki coming out, oh. that absolutely can bring me up to a B plus. I'll do a B plus. <laughs> You should be a professor. <laughs> You're very impressionable. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you all for joining us. Jim, thanks for uh, co-hosting a Marvel episode. Look at you. Shit. Put that uh, in my tenure portfolio. <laughs> uh, if you like Slayerfest 98, feel free to subscribe to us and give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts because we could use a few. Um, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube and other corners of the internet. You can support us on Patreon, where you get access to bonus episodes, monthly Zoom calls, the My Nudie Judy sex talk video series, and uh, a bunch more. And the support is much appreciated. You can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I'm at IanXCarlos. Jim, where can everyone find you? You can find me at KimberlyAnnSouthwick.com. No extra E's. And David, where can everyone find you? Uh, I am Discreet Latino on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, your boyfriend's contact list, um, yada, yada. Brandon, where can everyone find you? I am Brandon T. Snyder on all social media platforms. Ooh. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.